0: nine nine five gold that's eight three three nine nine five gold eight three three nine nine five g o l d pure talk believes
1: in american values and that free should mean exactly that free switch to pure talk today and get a free samsung 5g smartphone Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot.
0: Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
1: Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up.
2: Ooh.
3: I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.
0: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays. We move closer and closer, by the way, to Halloween, six days away That's something to be excited about. Also something to be excited about, there is a new congressman who has been elected Speaker of the House. His name is Mike Johnson. He is from the great state of Louisiana, and he was elected with a uniform measure of support. That is, every Republican voted for him. And so three weeks after Kevin McCarthy was voted out, there is now a new Speaker in Not a lot of people, as we were just talking about to finish off the hour, know a ton about Mike Johnson, but there is a new speaker of the house and he will have his work cut out for him almost immediately. Buck, I would think, I would think that the, uh, the chances of this speaker being removed are very low just because by July, Congress is basically going to be leaving. So we're only talking about, what, nine months or so before we officially get into the actual House of Representatives races, which will be a part, obviously, of the 2024 election. And certainly there are primaries going on everywhere uh, that will be taking place as well. So I actually don't think there'll be that much chaos. But for everybody out there that has been obsessed with who the speaker was going to be, uh, first nominee, see if I can get this right, Buck, was uh was Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise goes down. Jim Jordan was nominee number two. Jim Jordan goes down. Nominee number three, who didn't even get to a floor vote was Mike Emmer. And now we have ended up with Mike Johnson, who is the newest speaker. Do you have any strong take at all, uh, associated with, uh, any hot take with the speaker selection here? I'm glad it's done. (laughs) That's
1: about as far as I go on it. I mean, I, we can't assess. How good he'll be in the role because we don't know because we haven't seen anything yet. And, uh,
0: this is just okay. You know, comparative unknown, I think would be the way to describe him. Even if you are a political junkie, like we had Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz on last week from DC in our new DC studio 104.7. We appreciate you guys listening there on the FM dial. I bet that Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Don't know who Mike Johnson is. Yes. I, I would, I, w- I would bet that that's the case. So even if you are already on Capitol Hill and even if you are a prominent Republican, I think there are many people out there who basically will not know, uh, this congressman because I also he's think relatively young.
1: I also think this isn't going to make much difference anyway. So that's the other, that's the other reality of this meeting. You,
0: your, your point on it is, the Speaker has relatively limited power in the first place, and what he is likely to be able to get negotiation-wise is unlikely to be different than what most Speakers would be able to I get. I think on the a new Speaker rate.
1: is going to be a lot closer to the old Speaker than anybody wants to hear right now, but that's not what anyone wants to hear. We want to say, yay, we have a new Speaker, so we'll see. Um, uh, you know, the, the truth is, the most important thing the current Speaker of the House can achieve is do everything in his power as Speaker to, well, obviously let Oversight Committee do what it does and, and you know, be helpful in that process, uh, but to get a bigger majority in the House for the next Congress. That's the that's the best thing that could actually happen here, is, is to have a, a red wave and to use the machinery of the Republican Party effectively to that end. That matters a whole lot more. Because what major legislation is going to get done between now and Election Day? Uh, what new laws, important laws, will be passed? Nothing. There will be nothing that will be passed. There will be some budgetary stuff. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Okay. So that we'll put that to bed for now and probably expect that there will not be massive drama coming out of the House over the next few weeks, although... The will there or won't there be a shutdown will now immediately become the overriding question that most in the media are focused on. But I saw this story. I want to get your read. I want to give you my take. The UFC, I would imagine a decent percentage of our audience watches or has seen a UFC fight at some point in time. uh Now owned by Endeavor, Dana White is the head of Endeavor. So, Bud Light, and this is, I think, the single most significant impact of going too woke for a corporate brand. Bud Light, for those of you who forgot, decided to, uh, have a endorsement come down from this dude who's pretending to be a chick. And they put, they sent these cans of Bud Light for March Madness for the NCAA basketball tournament. They put this uh, woman on the uh, the Bud Light can. She made a video, and basically, men who overwhelmingly drink Bud Light said, "Yeah, this is not uh, gonna. We're not gonna roll with this." And Bud Light, its overall brand has completely tanked. Bud Light in the last initially, Buck was funny. They were like, "This is not gonna matter. This is not gonna be significant." Now, Bud Light's brand is effectively destroyed. And the question has moved from what's the impact of this going to be and how long lasting is it going to be to can Bud Light even continue to exist as a viable brand going forward? They've tried everything. They put Travis Kelsey, uh, in commercials for football. Yay. We like football hasn't worked. I've been going around the tailgates everywhere, Buck. Nobody will drink a Bud Light. Straight man has a Bud Light in his can, uh, Bud Light can in his hand. He gets made fun of. It's like, oh, you're a Bud Light kind of guy, huh? Everybody out there, it's an easy joke. It's happening everywhere. Overall volume down like 30%. It's a disaster. So now they basically are doing whatever they can to try to appeal to men, and they just spent a $100 million, according to the Sports Business Journal, a $100 million to buy the rights to put their logo in uh, the UFC ring, on the canvas there inside of the ring. The UFC, I would say, probably the most conservative sports league out there. The NHL is up there in terms of its fans. Certainly, I think the average NFL fan votes for Donald Trump. Some could be some dispute over this. Uh, but the UFC, Trump walks into the arena with Dana White. Yeah. Whole place goes crazy. It is a Republican voting audience.
1: Here is, uh, Dana White talking about this partnership. Uh, play clip. Uh, 18, please.
2: Going into this deal, I know all the controversy and everything else, but for myself, going into a long-term deal with another sponsor, I want to be with somebody that I'm actually aligned with. And I know people were upset with what they did, but I'm looking at all the good things that they do. You know, they employ 65,000 Americans. They have thousands of vets that work for them. They spend $700 million a year with U.S. farmers using their crops to make their products and many, many other great things that Anheuser-Busch has done in this country. and those are the things that I'm focused on. When I look at a long-term sponsor that's going to be, we're, we're going to do a six-year deal here. I want to be with somebody that I'm aligned with. Okay. I
1: say, Clay, I, I, okay. So here's my, here's my take on this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, based on what, what we're hearing. I think this will work. I think it'll take time. It's a hundred million dollar bet, but I think you will see it. People will forget the controversy. And, and, and I, I can't say that this is, Like, the, you remember the initial thing they did where they were like Clydesdales, America, waves of grain or whatever, you know? That was not going to work. But you get someone very savvy, like UFC President Dana White, who, I mean, even just right there in that soundbite, right? He's saying all the right things, and they're not even going to be addressing the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. I think they're just going to move past it, and they're going to hope that they'll create New, you know, they'll, they'll not even create new associations. They'll restore the old associations in people's minds for what Bud Light is. Bud Light is what you have a few too many of when you're watching the UFC match. Give it 12 months and I bet, I'll bet the, uh, the stock, you know, or rather the sales will, will be in full rebound. That's, that's my sense of it. I think that they actually will be able to, I wish they had spent a hundred million dollars on Clan Buck because we could have saved them too. But they've gone, to be fair, we don't have quite the muscles of the UFC guys. so I, get
0: it. I they're, What they're trying to do is basically find the most masculine representations of values and now associate their brand with that to cancel out the fact that they had a dude with a penis pretending to be a girl that they were trying to reach out to. Um I, I don't disagree with this strategy because I do think if you basically have lost men, and they have, the way to appeal to men is to go to hyper-masculine men, right? Men, uh, this is my theory. I think I've shared this before with you, Buck. Like, men aspire to be more masculine than they are, right? Men look up to men who are bigger, stronger, and faster than them. That's basically the entire interest in sports in general. Who is the biggest, strongest, fastest? UFC, who is the biggest badass on the planet? It's also interesting, Buck, do you know who they replaced? Modelo. Which is the beer that has been the biggest beneficiary of the Bud Light decline? Modelo is now the number one beer in America. So Dana White is—I uh I, I like Dana White. I think he's smart. I don't begrudge Dana White taking the money because the reality is Dana White got Modelo and Bud Light to bid against each other, and then said we're going to take the absolute biggest dollar right. figure uh, value, which is what well, a media company typically well, let's does. Talk right? about
1: this also. I mean, let's be totally fair, right? I mean, the brand associate—you know—the brand association. I think we would criticize Dana White if he was like, yeah, UFC now proudly involved in like the the Correct. trans rights battle on behalf. No, no, no. He's just saying we're still going to be UFC, but we're going to be focusing on the traditional brand of Bud Light and he noticed he said Anheuser-Busch, right? Going yeah. for the bigger the bigger brand, the bigger company that has even more of a resonance stretching back for a, for a very long time in this country. So, uh look, if I mean if if they offered us 100 million dollars, again, that would be nice. Uh, to partner with the Clay and Buck show, we'd say, yeah, as long as we're promoting values that we agree with. Yeah, we're with not going to come on not.
0: and be like, Hey, we think the woman of the year is a dude pretending to be a chick. But if you want to associate yeah. with what we say and want to embrace it, then that's what the exactly. brand should do.
1: If, if Bud Light came to us and said, Hey guys, you know what? We, we messed up. We want to partner with you guys and we're going to give, you know, 10% of all profits to. Um, you know, to for example, the the initiative yesterday we had uh, Clint Ramesha on to talk about. We'd be like, all right, yes. aligned. Let's do it. You know, remember the the, the brands. It's beer, everybody, right? I mean, it's like whether you're talking about beer or coffee or these these are commodities, effectively. So the the perception and the messaging that is pushed is what creates that brand association. So you can take a brand in a very Different direction, right? I mean, brands can evolve over time. In fact, many people who are, whether they're successful in media or they're successful in in marketing, that is, they're, they're in a constant evolution of their brand and, and changing. It's, you know, some people stay very steady. Some people come up with, you know, new things and, uh, and, and evolve as they go.
0: This is where people got mad at me because I, I still 100% stand behind this. There isn't that much difference between Bud Light, Coors Light and Miller Light. In terms of the taste, I had I was going back and forth this weekend uh, at a uh, at the uh, Brett Boyer Foundation General Heart yeah. Disease. I was with Luke Bryan. We're raising millions of dollars. Buck, after about two or three beers, the difference between Miller Light and Coors Light, you cannot tell the difference. We might have to sponsor like when we do a live event here
1: for for, for C and B coming up at some point. We might have to have a bunch of our listeners and on camera in real time see if they because we have a lot of people that think they can really tell the difference. I mean, I will say. I do think, you know, you develop a palate. So if yeah. you drink beer red, like, I would have no idea. I mean, you could give me, you could give me Coors Light and Delirium Tremens, and I probably, and I, I can't drink either of them because of celiac disease, but, do you know, do you know Delirium Tremens? I don't even so know what of, that is.
0: That's too uh, high-end like, for me,
1: I think. It's like a fancy Belgian, it comes in this kind of carafe-looking thing, it's, anyway. Yeah, it's a very expensive kind you of beer. You would be
0: able to tell a difference between, like, I like Guinness beer, right? Guinness you know, and Guinness Budweiser, very like, very different. That, that, right? That's but, like,
1: you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, diff, you know, the difference between, you know, tequila and vodka. Like, you know, there are some differences that people yes. can really tell. Um, and you know, tequila is my favorite spirit if I'm going to drink anything. But um, you know, I drink enough coffee, for example, that I can tell the difference between good coffee and bad coffee. Yeah, and you know, and the different ways of uh, roasting the beans and different blends. Um, and that's just cause I drink it every single day. I'm constantly drinking coffee. It's like the first thing I do every day. Uh, whereas I think if you're not somebody that spends a lot of time drinking beer, it all kind of blends together. I'll say the same thing about wine. You can give me. I
0: have no difference.
1: I can't tell a difference. You can difference give on me wine. a, I have a bottle of wine that was a gift that Kara and I have in our, in our home here that I, I'm not even going to say. I had no idea. I looked it up. I, it was so shockingly expensive. I feel like it should have like its own security detail. It was a gift. <laughs> I didn't buy it. And I'm, I'm terrified to open it up at any point because I know for a fact that the difference between that and like the $30 bottle of, you know, Pinot Grigio, like whatever that I have, I, I, I won't, I won't know the difference.
0: I, I also think, Buck, th- it matters when you're drinking the beer. Like wh- beer number one, I still think you're not going to be able to tell a huge difference. And I do think a taste test for listeners would be fantastic who are committed Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, whatever your beer is. By beer three or four, you one billion percent cannot tell the difference whether you're drinking Miller light, Coors light, or Bud light. They're also similar. My point on that is it's almost all branding. And so, uh, to me, going for what they perceive to be, and I think there is some truth, the most alpha sport in America, both UFC and football, is, I don't think a, uh, a bad way for them to try to get back to what their brand actually was. Is it
1: amazing how these things evolve? I mean, do you remember when we were growing up, everywhere you looked, they had the most famous athletes in the world drinking soda in the middle of their athletic activity, right? Which, which now, I mean, if you were in the gym and you saw someone like just pounding an RC cola or something, you would just be like, what are you like, you know, 100 yeah. grams of sugar, like it's terrible for you. And the whole thing, not to pick on RC Cola, but you know, any of these, like, you know, Coke, Pepsi, Sprite, whatever. But remember that was such a thing? You know, you'd have, you'd have Michael Jordan, like drinking a Sprite or Shaquille O'Neal, you know, having a Snapple or something. And now we all real, anyway, it's amazing how that's changed. Now people realize that's actually not what you want for hydration purposes.
0: No doubt. Let's face it. If you grew up in the time before cell phones, most of you did. Chances are you've got a ton of photos somewhere in your home, the old school print photo kind. Do you remember when you used to go to the uh, drugstore, get your photos all printed out? You'd wait for them. You didn't even know what they might look like. You get those pictures. You'd start to immediately look through them, see, hey, to have good pictures, bad pictures. You had those disposable cameras. May have had some surprise pictures in there you didn't anticipate. Uh, Do you have them digitized? Do you have them preserved forever? What about the really old ones, grandma and grandpa when they were kids? Great grandma and grandpa. It's probably in a shoebox somewhere. How about getting hooked up right now? You can get your family photos professionally scanned for less than 10 cents a photo, which is 75% cheaper than what other brands charge. And as the world's largest digitizer, Legacy Box has the equipment, the know-how, and the staff to take care of your collection of 4x6 photos. Here's how you get hooked up. Go to legacybox.com slash clay to take advantage of an introductory offer, 200 photos for just $19.95. You'll get hooked up in a big way. They are located in my home state of Tennessee. And whether you have 200 or 2,000 photos, they're able to do it in a few weeks time. Here's how you get hooked up $19.95 for 200 of them. legacybox.com slash clay. It's a great holiday gift. legacybox.com slash clay.
2: That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I
1: just don't understand.
0: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious
1: metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals.
0: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. PureTalk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to PureTalk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone.
1: There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system.
0: Qualifying plans started just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America – for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile.
1: The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today.
0: Just go to puretalk.com slash Clay and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on Pure Talk
1: we got a quick turnaround here, team. Just want to let you know we will be joined by the Attorney General for the State of Texas, Ken Paxton, in just a few minutes here. He's filing suit against the Biden regime for, well, refusing to secure the border and making it actually harder for Texas to have a secure border. Mm -hmm. Latest documents from DHS, by the way, 95% of almost 300,000 people ...who requested a CBP one app appointment were paroled or released into the U.S. So basically, everybody's getting in right now. Um, we'll talk about this coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Focus on the southern border. That's next up. Amid a busy time in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill, those there's also plenty else to pay attention to. According to former Wall Street insider and digital currency expert Tika Tawari, the government could soon announce a mandatory national recall on the U.S. dollar in favor of a new digital currency... This new digital version could well be announced by the federal government sometime this fall. Tika is exposing this government plan in an online video and showing you the three steps you need to take to prepare. See the video online at this website, dollarrecall.com. Again, that's dollarrecall.com. You don't want to wait on this one because you can actually learn from Tika steps that he thinks will help you prepare for this so that you're not caught unaware and, in fact, you could even profit from what could be a massive change coming here in the future. The website you need to go to is Appreciate all dollar, of you recall, hanging out with com. all of us. join now. Palm Beach Research. Talk through. a little bit about the huge mess Jackson. at our southern on border. Front and certainly
0: of a warning that's out there about potential terrorists coming across our southern border, given what's going on in Israel right now. We've got Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, with us suing the Biden administration, as he has been doing for several years now, to try to give Texas the autonomy to protect its own borders. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, appreciate you joining us. Congratulations. I believe you are a Longhorns guy. So far, the season's been pretty good, <laughs> notwithstanding yeah. what happened against Oklahoma.
3: Uh It's been a fun, fun year. That's for sure.
0: Uh So can you give us an update on what you guys are doing to try to fight back against the Biden administration at the southern border, and also what the Biden administration is trying to do to keep you from protecting the southern border for Texas.
3: Yeah, it's pretty clear. I mean, day one, the Biden administration, their first day they came out and said, we're not deporting anybody. And then from there, they set to dismantle every law and policy that was effectively used by the Trump administration to cut back on illegal immigration. And they have been successful at that. They're, the increase has been three to four hundred percent. Uh from what it was into the Trump administration, and they have done everything possible to aid and abet the cartels, because now the cartels know if they bring people to the border, they don't have to hide anymore. It's like, they're not running, they're not hiding, no more sneaking across the border. They just wave the flag and they try to find Border Patrol. And it's, it's a pass off from, from, the, from the cartels who are making money on every person coming across and making money on drugs and killing our children. And they pass it off to the Biden administration. So we've tried to sue them over these issues. We probably have 17 lawsuits going right now, and we just sued them over the the, the them cutting our wires and our fences, which is hard to believe. I mean, we've seen that we've seen the video of it. It's hard to believe that the federal government would in would inhibit us from keeping people from crossing the border, but they are.
1: Yeah, what is their reasoning for this? I mean, like this this should be. Uh, something that in a normal world or in a sane world, um, the Biden administration is saying, thanks for trying to help secure the border, Texas, but instead they make you take down the, uh, I know razor wire, also I think floating barriers in, in the Rio Grande, right? That this has been something else that they've, uh, on, on what basis do they, cause it seems to everybody, uh, attorney General Paxton, like they clearly just want to make it easier for people to come into the country illegally.
3: When you cut wire down, that's exactly what you're doing, right? I mean, there's, I mean it's not like people can't go the 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 people that think they can get through on border patrols you know 95 percent of people turn them in turn themselves into border patrol so these are people that couldn't get to there or the cartels didn't want to take them there for some reason and for them to like cut our wire i mean that tells you how extreme the biden position is it's like hey we're not getting enough people in there's you know but millions have come in we need even more so let's cut down what texas is doing and, and allow even more in I think we have to come to grips with the cartels and the Biden administration are not our friends. They are they are doing things that are harming the country on purpose. Texas, on the other hand, is trying to defend our border, and so we're kind of in a, a uh, immigration war, illegal immigration war, with the cartels teaming up with the Biden administration, and the rest of us are left to hold the bag and the negative consequences of what they're doing.
0: We're talking to Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas. Uh, the situation in Israel is obviously an incredibly tumultuous one. But the border now, given that there are threats that are occurring all around the globe, it would be comparatively easy for terrorists to come across our southern border. We know that it only took 19 terrorists in uh, to, to, to inflict 9-11 in terms of people who were actually in the United States. How concerned do you think Americans whether they live in Texas or elsewhere should be about terrorists coming across our unsecured southern border they can watch the news just like everybody else they can see that it is not difficult to get in now
3: Well it's it's just true that terrorists are coming across the border now more than they ever have they they know there's an open border and you know just the numbers that the federal government has showing that they you know I think they caught like 151 in the last 6 months uh, that's more than they've caught in the last uh, six other measuring cycles. So we know that the, the numbers have been increasing. We also know we don't catch everybody, and so the Biden administration knows this as well. They, I guess, not I guess, I know that they've come to terms with this and realized that there are going to be terrorists in our country, and they've they've decided that that's worth it for whatever they're getting out of illegal immigration. So it's sad to say. That they're willing to have terrorists in our country so that they can get as many illegal immigration, immigrants into our country as fast as possible. They are willing to make the trade off, just like they're willing to make the trade off on fentanyl overdoses for our kids and our kids dying. They have made that calculation and said, yes, it's worth it to us.
1: Now, when you look at New York City, uh, Attorney General Paxton, they're feeling very clearly the financial uh, burden of migrants that have been bussed there from Texas. Um and, and they're saying that it might be something like 12 billion dollars that the city has to spend that's just one city um, or just the city over the next three years to deal with this i'm wondering i mean texas still gets a lot of uh and still has a lot of illegal migrants who, who stay in the state do, do you have some sense of what the what the cost is both in terms of money and, and also just uh Criminal justice system, healthcare system. I mean, what what are some of the the numbers as as you might be able to lay them out for us?
3: Well, I can tell you this. It's it's. Uh, I don't think anybody knows the true cost because I mean, you got education costs, we got healthcare costs, we got law enforcement costs, we have other social costs of you know drug overdoses and it's it's. I don't think anybody's actually truly measured this, but I do know this. You know, we get what six seven thousand people a day coming in across the border in Texas, and New York gets. You know what do they get maybe that many a year and the biden administration has been shifting all federal aid to places like new york city and chicago the democratic cities who don't have nearly the number of people coming to their city as we do coming to our state so the biden administration has done more to help them because of the i guess their liberal politics than they have to help the people of texas the people of arizona have been left basically stranded by the Biden administration to deal with the overwhelming cost. It's it's billions and billions and billions. I just know we spend, I know what we directly spend. We spend billions of dollars trying to defend our border, but that doesn't count all the other costs that I don't think have been measured very well yet.
0: Democrats, uh, Attorney General uh, Paxton, trying to turn Texas purple for a long time. Uh, we were talking earlier in the show, and I'm curious if you have any data on this, because you've been through quite a few statewide races yourself now. Uh, the state of New York lost 545,000 New Yorkers in the last year to other states. Uh, 30,000 of those people moved to Texas. There's, I live in Tennessee. Buck now lives in Florida. There's a lot of fear in red states that the people who are moving in are going to change the politics there. Do you have any read on what these people who are moving from New York and other states, I know Texas has got a ton of Californians, are they more likely to vote red or are they more likely to vote blue? Do you have any sense on what these transplants are doing to state of Texas politics?
3: Honestly, I think uh, I think a lot of people are moving, here are, are moving here because they're trying to escape bad policies, higher taxes and all these other states. So I'm not convinced that that's hurting us as much as people say. What I'm more worried about is the fact that now we can't prosecute voter fraud because our Republican Court of Criminal Appeals, other than a guy named Kevin Urey, is made up of nine members, struck down a statute from 1951 that uh, directed the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud, and they came in the Court of Criminal Appeals, which is our highest court on criminal matters, and said it was unconstitutional because the attorney general of Texas is is in the executive branches and is not allowed because of separation of powers to go into court. That was their reasoning. It's insane. But it now has created a huge problem because now local DAs have to prosecute voter fraud, and the local DAs in the big cities like Austin and Houston and, and San Antonio are funded and paid for by George Soros. They'll never prosecute voter fraud. That is a bigger concern to me than anything else going on.
0: Attorney General Ken Paxton, keep fighting for Texans and Americans with functional brains all over the country. We appreciate you.
3: Hey, thanks a lot. You guys have a great day.
0: Born from the tragedy of 9-11, Tunnel of Towers Foundation is committed to helping our families, heroes, and their families in the darkest hours. Uh, when a first responder, a veteran, doesn't return home, leaves behind a young family, Tunnel of Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages, lifts their financial burdens through the Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Smart Program. Uh, through the Smart Home Program, severely injured veterans and first responders regain their independence, mortgage-free home, specially adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Let me also tell you something. Uh, I was at the uh, big fundraiser that they did at Liberty National up in New York City uh last couple of weeks. They had three different moms, three different wives who had lost their husbands stand up and talk in that event, which raised several million dollars about what Tunnel of Towers had done for them. All these moms had young kids when their husbands died, and they were devastated, as you can well imagine, and they couldn't even comprehend how they were going to be able to take care of those young kids that they were raising. Tunnel of Towers and Frank Siller stepped up and paid off the mortgages on every single one of those moms' homes, and they came and told us what a huge difference it made for their recovery. They are really doing good. If you're frustrated about the direction of the country and the fact that there just doesn't seem to be that much positivity out there, let me tell you, the total of the Towers people are doing God's work. They are doing an incredible job. Uh, remember, their goal is to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month. Join Buck and myself in donating to this great organization at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Why
1: are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
0: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
1: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two,
0: PureTalk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to PureTalk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no
1: four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system.
0: Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America – for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile.
1: The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
0: We're going to be closing up
1: shop for the day on Clay and Buck, so please remember to subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast. Download the iHeartRadio app. And remember, we also have the Tudor Dixon Show, the Carol Markowitz Show, Buck Briefs, which is a short-form podcast. It is not an apparel item. Um, those are all in the podcast feed, so definitely subscribe, please. You can listen on demand whenever you like. We've got some calls, some VIP emails, uh, some Gavin Newsom talk that I might get to here in just a second. Mr. Clay, but first I see this up on the board. All I know is that we have a caller who wants to disagree with you, and that gets me excited. <laughs> so we have Brian, uh, who wants to disagree with with. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's an email. I'm sorry. Okay, Brian wants to disagree with Clay in email form. I'm going to have to disagree with Clay. That's all I know. I'll preface this by conceding I'm a beer nerd and a longtime home brewer. I can absolutely tell the difference between all three of those beers.
0: Clay, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Here's what I will do. We need to find, Buck, a location to do this, all right? I think we should have a charity taste test. What I mean by this is everybody comes in, I don't know, you pay $50, $25, whatever we think the number is, we'll decide on a charity that we want to donate to. And we will have each person who comes there will have a couple of beers of your choice. Just hang out. We'll talk. We'll have some fun. Everybody has to consume a couple of beers. And then we will have a massive taste test. And everybody who comes there as a part of the charity will have a taste test. And if you can correctly, if you can correctly deduce which the beers are, I will give additional money to charity in your honor for being such a talented beer connoisseur, and what we will have is we'll have you know Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light, the three most popular light beers in America, okay. and we will see, and we it will we'll test it to see whether or not people can go three for three. Is light beer is just a calorie thing,
1: right? It's like one percent versus two percent milk.
0: Right, I, I am. It, you're, you're now putting me on the spot. I that they that yes, it's it's certainly is sold as a healthier way to drink beer, but I think they pull a lot of the. Uh, it, it's a watered down, and again, the beer brewers out there are going to lose oh, their man. mind over my descriptions. This is great. It is a watered down version of a traditional beer with basically like a, a, a two thirds of the calories that a full beer would have.
1: Neil in Greenville, Tennessee. Hopefully he also wants to disagree with Clay. What's up, Neil?
3: <laughs> yes. Hey, Clay and Buck, I love listening to your show, as I did with Rush for many Thank years. You. Thank you. Um, I I wanted to just to say, if, right, if Bud Light wants to be reconciled with its consumer base, they should follow a biblical concept, confession, repentance, and then forgiveness.
0: <laughs> I agree. And they And they have not confessed that I'm aware of. They should confess they did wrong, should confess that they shouldn't have done this and hold to the base.
1: And this, can I say, I Neil, I actually, see, I, I see what you're saying. And, and I would, uh, what I, what I think they're doing here by signing up. Thank you for calling in Neil from a Tennessee. If, if Clay, if they get their way, they view this as they can reset the brand to what it was. Without, because I think they are worried about this, upsetting the left in the process. They And that's where the confession component that Neil talks about, because I said, we said this early on, they should say, guys, we messed up, we make beer, we love America, sorry. They won't, they they chose not to do that. And that's when they did the, like, look at the horses, like the Clydesdales, you know, that was the whole... Well, and that's when they
0: started doing the, if you watch football... They're trying to get back to, Hey, we just like football and dudes and, uh, let's just have fun and drink beer. And I think that's why they made the calculated decision. I don't know how much money Dana White personally is getting for this. Millions would be my bet. They oh, didn't just buy the UFC. They're putting millions of dollars in Dana White's hands to be an endorser of Bud Light. And Dana White is uh, unabashedly a Trump supporting, uh, uh, you know, anti woke hating, uh, or woke hating, he's anti-woke, uh, aspect of Americana. And so they're trying to use the brand of Dana White to help to fix their own brand. But again, on, on
1: the point that Neil makes about confession, even with all of this, even with all the, the financial suffering that they've had and the brand damage and everything else, they don't want to upset the far left boycott threatening woke Correct. brigade. That's why they're just hoping that they can move past this with this super expensive UFC campaign instead of doing what I thought was the more obvious, uh, straightforward thing all along, which was just to say we messed up. But they don't want to say we messed up. They don't want to say that. And I think that also goes to how powerful some of these left-wing forces still are, even when the marketplace is speaking so loudly.
0: How many people do you think we could get for our charity beer summit? And where should we do it? We need to think about this. I think Uh, we could get thousands of people. I think we could raise a ton of money. Let's not throw it out there on the spot because we're going
1: to end up, you know, committing this. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say where exactly we have
0: to do it. But I think we could get thousands of people to come out and do a taste test. And I bet we could raise. I bet we could raise several hundred thousand dollars. Like I I don't think that's a crazy idea at all. Uh, This will be fun. Do you think you could tell the difference at all on the beers? I can't drink any beer. Oh, you can have a sip. No, you're bad. not gonna die.
1: Celiac, bad, cannot. No, do. Yeah, you're bad. not
0: gonna die. Though. Sip a beer. I'm sure you put worse things in your body.
1: You'll be Please. fine. Play. they have gluten-free beer, but let me tell you, that really t- you know, you want to talk about beer that you're not going to get excited. Like sorghum ale, they've got sorghum-based ales you Yeah, drink. they
0: also have alcohol-free beer now, which I don't even understand. I understand if you're like an alcoholic and you want to have something to drink and you're trying to not, but I don't understand the point of alcohol-free beer. Why not just drink something else? You're in
1: a bar right now. You have to order beer. You have no choice, Clay. What is the beer you order? I would order the beer
0: that I own, which is gratis beer. That's what
2: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus my name is chris moody host of the new
1: podcast finding matt drudge i'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul matt drudge founder of the drudge report